Hello, the internet, and welcome to Season 101, Episode 5 of The Daily Zeitgeist, yeah. a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness and say, officially off the top, fuck Coke Industries, and especially fuck right now, fuck Fox News. Eat my shit. Uh, eat Miles' is shit. <laughs> it's Friday, September 27, 2019. My name is Jack O'Brien, <laughs> a.k.a. Jack Cherry Flavored Zeitclaw O'Brien, <laughs> uh, courtesy of Christy Yamaguchi, man, and I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray! Thank you so much. We are also doing some name AKAs. No singing today. I have to give my vocal cords a break. What? This is all Looney Tunes themed AKAs. Here we go. AKA Edie Gonzalez, AKA Pepe <laughs> Cold Brew, AKA Yeedy Bird, AKA Yosemite <laughs> Fam, AKA Mr. Lola Bunny. Wow. Yeah. Mr. And welcome to well, the, the Exacta crew. Again, Christy Yamaguchi main. Hell yeah. That yours was Christy Yamaguchi main. Too, yeah, right? yeah. Double double header. Yeah. Uh, Exacta box. Uh, well, we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by the hilarious and talented Mr. Mono Agapian. Hey, what's, what's up? up That's me. That's you. What's up, y'all? Thanks for having me. So good to have you back. Uh, Christy Yamaguchi Main is a particularly great pun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's amazing. He's, on, yeah. he's on his other shit over there. <laughs> don't know his real name. Don't ever want to know it. Yeah. Never. Not going to lie. Probably Todd. He should have it legally changed. <laughs> I, honestly, I would never, if I ever meet him one day, I'm sure I will. Yeah. Uh, we'll just never, I'll be like, what's up, Christy? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, hell and yeah. We'll be good like that. Yeah, I like that. Don't. His don't, real. Don't, what's it called at Disney? They're like, don't like um something the magic. Like, don't if fuck like, up the magic. Something like don't that. Don't fuck the magic. Don't fuck the magic, you oh, yeah. pervert. That is what they say at Disney, right? Yeah, they train where the like... Imagineers to tell you if a kid is like asking too many questions. Yes. Don't fuck the magic. Don't kid. fuck yeah. the magic. <laughs> Put <laughs> your <laughs> dick away. Um, I think Put your it's fist preserve back, like, the oh, magic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, actually, his given name is Crispy Meme Donut. Oh, right. Yeah, that's, that's his right. handle. That's his handle. <laughs> uh, well, Mono. We're going to get to know you a little bit better okay. in a moment. First, we're going to tell our listeners what we're talking about today. Uh, it's time to blow the whistle. Blow the whistle. Hey. Uh, we're going to talk about <laughs> the whistleblower, the, all that shit. We're going to check in with Jared Holt from Right Wing Watch uh, because we we are. I've been curious what what's going on, how the, how the right is dealing with this shit. How the fans, how the uh-huh. fans are taking it. Mm. Um, <laughs> We're going to look at how Trump is dealing with this, which I, I believe he threatened to have the whistleblower's source murdered. Possibly. Ah, come on. I man. mean, like, you I know, say, with a wink and a nudge. Did I say murder? Uh, right. He didn't, he didn't explicitly say murdered, yeah. so therefore, ergo, vis-a-vis, I just uh, said maybe matter. someone should put him in a wet t-shirt contest. Right. Because <laughs> he's leaking. Right. <laughs> Wait, what? That's an that's old gangster rap intro. Really? Yeah. Never mind. Anyway. <laughs> Never mind. Wet t-shirt. Yeah. Because kind of like... you're bleeding. Oh, because you're bleeding. Yeah. Oh. I was like picturing a woman who's like <laughs> lactating. No, 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 uh, no. no. It's so confused. Like asking... Violent gangster rap. <laughs> well, speaking of, it's kind of like, I mean, confronting Trump, but it's like asking a serial killer about their murders. You right, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like yeah. you're not really going to get the... You're not going to get the response you're hoping for or anything that feels human. It's right. getting closure from an ex who does not understand you and okay. their opinion doesn't matter. So why right. are you looking for it there? Exactly. Right. It ain't coming from there. 
Because what other people think of you is none of your business. Thank you. Um, so new self-help podcast. Speaking for not looking for it there, uh, Elizabeth Warren has Wall Street shook. Shook it. daddy. Shook ones part two. Yeah. Uh, we're word up, t- son, word. Uh, <laughs> Thank that, you. That sound is iconic. Yeah, it's on my kid lives in the $100 bill. Hey. Uh, we're going to talk, we're going to ask the question, what, what the fuck was Trump talking about with that uh, server? To the when he was talking to the Ukrainian president and the like, what 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 was the first thing he brought up? Crowd strike. Crowd strike. What <laughs> what what is that? Because mm. uh, that that is a reference to a conspiracy theory that exists in some places. Oh. Uh, if we have any time, we'll get to AOC's new plan for uh, inequality, which it seems like the sort of thing in an alternate timeline uh, we would be able to pay attention yeah. to. Yeah. Uh, We're going to talk about Chinese technology uh, when it comes to facial recognition technology because it is getting super mega freaky freaky good. Uh, Bega Boss is fighting Screech now. Uh, Lenny Dykstra had to back out. Uh, But it's still being reft by cocaine, so there will be the cocaine, uh, the human embodiment of cocaine in the ring. Yes. uh, In Dwight Gooden. Uh, we're deep cut t- 80s reference yeah. <laughs> uh, but first Mono we like to ask our guests what okay. is something from your search history <laughs> that is revealing about who you are okay oh from my search history yes oh I wrote it down oh I remember what I wrote what it was um, um, Rorschach mm-hmm. uh, is hot uh, oh in the new HBO series no I mean historically all the psychologist Rorschach. Okay. Oh shit. Herman Rorschach uh-huh. is fucking hot. Really? Yes. Google Herman Rorschach. Some, so of course, some the gay oh, internet. Fuck. The gay internet was like, wait a second. This old timey person was like, and his haircut. Motherfucker looked like Brad Pitt. Yes, he does. Brad Pitt could play him and in a look movie. At his what haircut? the fuck? Why is his haircut so good? <laughs> Yo, why is his hair so good? That's like 1920. <laughs> I think he was born in 1880. Yeah, this He's, is like some time travel, like he, time traveler, and hot everyone guy knows shit. People back then fucking stunk, and like they like took showers weekly. But like even his like suit, which is whack, like is like rumpled, and like how a cool person would wear it. Right. Like, like the collars. Oh, like... I like how someone literally compared him to Brad Pitt in yes. Seven. Yeah. Look at it's... that. He's hot. So I've been obsessed with it. The whole gay internet's losing their mind. Um, <laughs> and theories are going around that he might have not even been that good. But, but, <laughs> <laughs> but like what's the bubble episode? The bubble. <laughs> right. Think about it. Like, I think most psychologists are like, oh, yeah, like the Rorschach theories interesting but it, it, it says nothing more than the subconscious exists he was just so hot people were like yeah 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 sure, oh, great yeah we love it we love it whatever the you say the orange yeah. gatorade yeah. chicken is my favorite orange, yes <laughs> from 30 rock my orange chicken i pour uh, orange, orange gatorade on it i'm saying the rorschach <laughs> ink blot is orange gatorade is chicken. the orange gatorade chicken of uh psych test Shit, that's a myth too right there right boom yeah myth Super. Uh, Tofer, but um, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, he's really hot. How did you come? How did you learn to even have to Google him? Did something come up on it was some Twitter, and you're like, "Hold up!" It was on, on Instagram. Here? Got it. It was on Instagram. It was some stupid, funny meme where it was like, you know, like oh, looking at him? your like something like when you realize your grandpa might have been hot, or it was like <laughs> right, it was right, like. Right. Um, something like that, and it was yeah. like uh, just people freaking out that it was Rorschach himself. I was like, "That's wild." Let me tell you what I see when I look in this image. Right, a granddaddy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that is a Hall of Fame search history right there. That was yeah. a great search history. What is something you think is overrated? 
Oh, I wrote that down too. What do I think is overrated? Oh, Succession, the TV show, HBO oh, show. Yeah. I only saw the pilot, to be fair, but I <laughs> um, I'm kind of sick of stories of like over ultra privilege. Mm-hmm. I think there's too much of that in TV, mm-hmm. and like uh, Call Me by Your Name, I famously hate um, mm-hmm. because like even though it, it poses as like a queer story, it's mostly a story about ultra privilege. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Hyper intelligent academic. Oh, right. And that scene where they're like, gather around, mother's gonna tell us a story in German. It was like, <laughs> oh, go fuck yourself um <laughs> i didn't like that so yeah i think succession was hard for me to get into uh, people love it but yeah. like for me i'm just like i don't need any more stories about the one percent right the right. first episode i felt the same way but everyone in this office really likes it so i was like fuck mm-hmm. it i'm gonna keep watching and then i was realizing i'm like it's actually a very good critique of that okay world. i know at, at times it seems merely a story about that but the way they've portrayed these people is so cringy there's one character who like embodies the ethos of like the coke brothers right who's basically really? like he's there's a scene where he's talking to a black man who's like dancing at a charity event oh, like God. who's stretching behind backstage and he's like this wealthy white guy and he's like hey how you doing and he's like, the black dude's like, all right. <laughs> and he's like, you know, a lot of people get the wrong idea about me too, you know, because like they just think they, because of who I am, they know oh. what I'm about. And the black dude's like, okay, still stretching. And he's like, you know, I feel like for there to be real equality in this country, we have to completely dismantle the social welfare, like federal, <laughs> federal oh, support systems God. in this country. And the guy's like, I got to go. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, that's the kind of like white wealthy right. person who's out here who thinks like, let me actually, hey, black guy, I, let me tell you what my solution is. Let's kneecap welfare. I, I think know that's those what it people. is. Yeah. And yeah. It's me just too. important to keep in mind that every single one of these people would be saying, you know, I'm a Democrat, but right, uh, right. I, if if you nominate Elizabeth Warren or Bernie Sanders, I'm going to have to vote for Trump. Yeah. And support mm-hmm. him with my money. Right. Like, that's who we're talking That's who we're dealing but with. But it's funny. I, the thing that makes me feel like it's a little overrated, I was at a party recently and this dude was drunk. Yeah. Um, of the Caucasian persuasion. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yo, put the Succession theme song on. Screaming for it. Uh, and I'm like, oh, I don't know about this. And then like put it on and he was like, oh, fuck, this shit's so... Bu-. And I was like, so yo, this tight. is like, it's like trap music for the one percenter. <laughs> it's like what that theme song does to people. I do have to say, I've had complicated conversations myself with uh, recently a lot of white women on like mixed privilege and, and it's, it's always like, it always turns bad because it turns into the pain olympics yeah you know or it's like i'm brown and queer yes but i'm a white woman and i'm like okay great we're all suffering race to the bottom uh race yeah. to the bottom yeah. um and yeah i've had some really problematic conversations that are reminding me of this thing you're talking yeah. about <laughs> so yeah i'll watch succession yeah. You know, there's fe- yeah and i get it but it, it's like anything right if the uh, most pilots aren't that great yeah typically mm. there's it's only impossible. a few shows where i can be like that pilot was good yeah right. i okay. agree uh well, the shield one of the best pilots. Really? I'll say that every day. Yeah. And sometimes the pilot's too good. Yeah, 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 yeah like, exactly. That's the best episode they ever <laughs> right, did. Right, you keep watching like, okay, I'm done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The pilot could have been a movie. With, uh, leftovers was mm. the pilot was fucking fire. Oh, really? Um, the yeah, but I Maybe mean, Walking Street, Dead. Yeah, controversial. Oh, well, but well, the, the Frank pilot Darabont, of Walking Dead is too good. Yeah, well, the, when Frank Darabont was doing it, mm. that's when I watched it, and then when he walked, I was like, I'm good. Right. Yeah, and I'm also not that into zombies. Right. Unless they're in video games. But I do feel like these movies about rich people, like they, like uh, Wall Street with Michael Douglas, like Gordon Gecko became this icon of 
like people who want to go onto Wall Street make a lot of money. But like that was also supposed to be a critique of Wall Street. So right. like stop right. giving these problematic dudes like icons that, is true that they can identify with. And that's then, where like I don't like Roman. Yeah. That character because I'm like there are people who are gonna think this shit is tight. Right. And right. Roman's objectively a piece of shit. Right. And like the, one of the the what's which Colkin brother Kieran Colkin uh, Kieran. Yeah. Where I'm like. I can see a lot of people thinking this dude's cool when the real issue is like this is actually a disgusting person. So right. I do kind of see yeah, well. I'm also an asshole and I think about just the power structure and the, the people getting jobs and getting these high paying right. HBO jobs are still white men. Right. Um, and uh, I just think that's very interesting. They're like, oh, we're telling these stories that, oh, could only be told by a bunch of white people. Right. Um, I think that, that we can poke some more holes in that or just let's fucking – Let's let's do it about a rich uh, family of color. Let's do it. Like, yeah, there's yeah. no reason why you couldn't. That's right. called empire. Thank you. <laughs> uh, what Cookie. is something you think is underrated? Christina Applegate. Okay. <laughs> Her takes on the Emmy red car- purple carpet. I think or? she's so good. I saw Dead to Me. I saw the whole the whole whatever was on Netflix the first season, and I think she's so good. I think she's like. If you watch it, she's both the funniest actress and the best actress I've, right. I've ever seen. I've never seen anyone be that good at both so simultaneously all the time. Yeah. And I think she's kind of underrated. Yeah. And, I yeah. love that take. And she completely carried herself like a queen on the uh, purple carpet. What happened the on the purple carpet? Uh, Jenny at McCarthy. one point, Jenny McCarthy like was Uh-oh. just like – not informed about she was like oh so it's your first nomination and she was like actually third uh-huh. but like told her and was just handled it perfectly and then uh one of the other e people was like oh let's say hi to your i forget what if it was like her husband and she was like oh but he wouldn't be watching e <gasps> <laughs> Shade. Also, when Jenny Shade. McCarthy's like, I wanted to be, I wanted to grow up to be you. Yeah. It's like, motherfucker, we're a year different. Uh, that. <laughs> yeah. What you're talking about, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is, that's deep. And she, when you really actually, like, her career is very, it's long, and she's had such an evolution, right? Totally. From being one-dimensionally this, like, sex object as Kelly. But she was right. good. But she was good. That performance but was in the 90s, that was just considered, like, you know, the thing was she came on, it was like, woo! Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yes, and then like she so did. Don't tell mom the babies. Yeah, a little bit. Added more depth. Added more depth. Oh, hell yeah. And then you know, I'm just glad Anchorman. she was. Yeah, got Anchorman, through. incredible. And then she have a, a bout with breast cancer too. She did. Wow. She um. Oh, the sweetest thing. She was also great. She in. was great in the sweetest thing. Something else I'm forgetting. But like in uh, Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead, like Ugh. she really like carries that movie. She's Absolutely. a leading lady. She was in Friends, at age 17. She you know, was whatever. in Friends. What wasn't she in? I don't know. I'm right on top of that, Rose. Um, <laughs> so good. Uh, oh, and finally, what is a myth? What's something people think is true? You know, to be fair. Oh, um, okay. Here I wrote down. A, oh, okay. I'm a skeptic. I'm a paranormal skeptic who has seen a ghost. Okay. So I guess the myth I want to bust is like, you can be a skeptic and still see crazy shit. Okay. Okay, wait, hold on now. Let's rewind that. (laughs) Now tell your ghost story. (laughs) Okay, here it is in a nutshell. Okay, so I was in Greece years ago, and um, I was staying in my brother-in-law's like house he grew up in. Mm -hmm. And it was a very like humble Greek shack. It was like one of those just those white concrete huts you see. Mm on uh, a poster and they only had two rooms it had like it was like basically two rooms in a hallway and i was staying in his old bedroom 
uh, my old brother-in-law's bedroom. So um, I go to sleep. I have a fit of sleep paralysis. And I see a smoky figure in the doorway who looks to be a person except their hands drag to the floor. Whoa. And to the point where the back of their hands touch the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, it's And I'm like, oh, whatever. Like, it's a nightmare. I was still terrified because I had that weird sleep paralysis right. where you can't move. Yeah. So I remember like turning over after being able to and like I'm and remembering like I'm not I'm not moving again until it is bright out. Right. Because for whatever reason, I felt scared of this thing. It felt trapped between a dream and real life. It was weird. So but the next day I wake up and I'm like, whatever, it was a dream. I don't think too much of it. My brother-in-law, who I was with at the time, he does investigate, and he's like, oh, how'd you sleep? How are you doing? And I was like, eh, I didn't sleep great. I had nightmares. He immediately goes into a dresser drawer in the room I slept in and um, pulls out an old notebook of pictures he drew as a child and shows no, me no, out of here. a picture of the dark. With the knuckles on the ground? Smoky figure with the knuckles Shut on the, the f- ground. And he says, hey, did Woo! you see him? And I was like, no. Um, nah, he's fucking with you. I would do wait, that. Ma- masterful prank. You pre make a book. You pre make a book of sketches. And then <laughs> okay. you fuck with Mono while he's sleeping. Oh, and so then you, like, oh, you dress you, up? I'd be like, hold up, hold up. Was it this in the book? Right. I drew this. It's a good prank. If it was. But see, that's where my skeptic would come in. Because look, I I would do some, I mean, not that I would, but I might do some shit like that. Well, but see, you would need like a huge special effects budget. But the smoky part, yeah. Well, yeah. well I'm still a skeptic because I'm like, you know, that, that could be explained in a number of different ways. Sure. I mean, sleep paralysis has commonalities. You know what I mean? Like even the way people envision ghosts or anxiety is similar in dreams. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. there's there's a way around it. For sure, for sure. But, but for at the same today, time, you're like, hold up, man. That motherfucker had his knuckles on the ground. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, what's weird about it, what I forgot because it was too long, was like there was a history of weird stuff on the property because his father was a goat butcherer. Um, So there was a history of like tortured animals um, on this property. Mm. Isn't that fucked up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and he, like, so I, I even went into it feeling uneasy or, or uh, so maybe that's an element too. Yeah. Goats are creepy. Very creepy. Goats and are... so connected to like pagan yeah. shit. Yeah. yeah. Like it's them eyes. The, the, the I think there's a goat. Yeah. Like you're saying, there's there's probably a logical way to explain it, but like that's how I kind of feel about like God stuff and like agnosticism is mm-hmm. is like the whether it's like a piece of the human mind mm-hmm. that like we don't have access to or mm-hmm. not, like it's still miraculous. Like the human mind is miraculous. Yeah. The possibility that there is an explanation, but we just don't understand it, is still. That's still so mysterious and yeah, interesting yeah. that, like, I don't, I don't necessarily feel like, you know, distinguishing between what whether it's God or or mm-hmm. something else that we can't understand is it matters all that much. Yeah, I mean, I think there are miracles all around us, especially here on Earth. We see moments where your eyes open up and you see the magic of the planet. You know, when I was in Florence, Italy, I firsthand felt the presence of a god that I hadn't before. So in a way, I do understand. Maybe ghosts are real. Was it Zeus? No, Zeus is a Roman god. It was David's tiny dick. 
David's ah! tiny dick. Or <laughs> is three feet, whatever Jupiter. it is, because he's 17 feet tall. Jupiter is Zeus. Right. Yeah. Jupiter. Jupiter's the Roman The Zeus. Roman. Okay, got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, <laughs> and when we come back, we are going to blow that whistle. And we're back, and you guys, the news is coming so fast and furious. It's fast and furious. I, Fate of the furious. I, I don't know what to do. I mean, uh, I think Too Short knows what to do. Blow the whistle. Okay, so the whistleblower <laughs> saga continues. Yeah, yeah. Rolling on to what the fucking ninth day of this shit, or however many days it's been. News has been coming an ob- obscenely fast rate, I just have to say. Yes. The constant amount of things, like, I'm just like, oh, okay, so the House is unanimously voting to release this material. Right. Oh, there's a lot of shit going on. Yeah. Um. So we're not going to be, like, reporting news to you. We're just going to be reacting to the news that we assume you already know. Right. So yeah. at the by the time you hear, what, it's Friday morning. Yeah. Uh, yesterday, DNI McGuire, acting DNI, went to go testify in front of the House Intel Committee. Uh, and just to terribly explain what the fuck happened, it was half like him being honorable, half him not wanting to cross the president in a really cringy way. Right. Um, and then it was your je- usual shit. Republicans were like, oh, I'm so sorry that you had to come down here because right. you're in the military for 40 years. And I will I will use that advantageously when I'm trying to shield you from wrongdoing to bring up your service in the military, but also do y'all really wrong when it comes to veteran care. Anyway, that's a whole <laughs> other point. But thank you so much. I know you're you're above your reputation is is squeaky clean. I'm so sorry they're doing this. And then Democrats being like, okay, here are our questions. Right. And these are the main questions, right? Because the at this point, the full-blown whistleblower complaint had also been released. But the timing was a little fucked because, like, they they got it, like, fucking maybe during or maybe moments before right. this testimony. So they couldn't really hammer down. But they did a pretty good job. I think the, and the things, whistleblower complaint appears to uh, indicate that there was a cover-up. Cover-up and multiple cover-ups. Yes. See, that's the thing. Okay, so right now we've been very focused on, because of what, as far as we know, this call to the Ukrainian president to basically say, hey, I got your fucking military aid to fight Putin. I could trash this shit if you don't play ball with me and investigate right. Joe Biden. So I have some dirt. Right. Um, Perfect. The Perfect. DNI McGuire was basically saying, like, he said out loud he doesn't think anything that the whistleblower did was wrong, believed they did the right thing and the legal thing. That's an interesting point to make uh, because that's the objective truth. Mm-hmm. And I was expecting something a little bit more obscure. But then here's the thing. We have real questions now about DNI McGuire. So the protocol is a whistleblower blows the whistle, boop, boop, boop. Then, thank you. And then takes that to the intelligence community inspector general. They vet that complaint, and then it was found to be credible and urgent. That goes to DNI McGuire, who then has seven days to give it to Congress, mm. so they can How fucking long ago check was it that? out. More than seven days? A long ass time. Huh. The problem is this motherfucker. He gets the complaint, and he's like, "Oh fuck." Right. He the goes guy to the who white hired me won't exist if I give this to Congress. Right. He's like this is about my boss. So right. he's and it, it it's true. It's unprecedented that this is this kind of whistleblower complaint. Typically it's about other people that in, uh, intelligence officials work with, but this was new. So in his mind this is what he says. He said I didn't know what the fuck to do with it. That's why I went to the White House counsel first and mm. then the DOJ because I was like what the f- am I sp- yeah. what do I do here? Sp- okay, like if you want to be the cynical point of view is he's a company guy. 
who is saying like, look, bro, this is bad. Y'all need to, I'm just letting, I'm giving you the heads up to what to do with this. Because if I, if I follow protocol, your man's fucked. Right. Mm. Um, or the version, if you want to be very optimistic is he was only in the job for six weeks at this point. Right. He doesn't know what the fuck is going on. He gets this shit. Has nothing to do with his time there. Right. He's like, what the uh, y'all? What the I'm fuck dealing with are this. You doing? So yeah. I don't know how to look at. It. Either way, he fucked up. Right. That's not what he was supposed to do. So what the fuck happened there? Like, how would you take a complaint about somebody and go ask the people who are the subjects of the complaint? Right. You know. Then we have other questions, or that we find out through this complaint that there were of people in the White House who were taking these transcripts and moving them to a server where they typically put the most highly classified information and material. Hmm. Typically, all these calls, they are just, they're broadly circulated because they need people, like if you're working on a certain group within the White House that works in like politics dealing with Russia or Ukraine, if those interests intersect, then you're going to receive that call because you need to know what direction the ship is moving. So this isn't after the whistleblower complaint. This is- This is part of the complaint. They're like, yo, they're They're putting shit- Taking, so they know something fucked up is happening. Yes. They're Mm. taking it, putting it like in a secret box somewhere. Right. So what happened was that transcript comes out of the Ukraine call and a lot of people are like, (laughs) oh, yo, or was this dude for real? Yeah. After that, suddenly, oh, we moved that shit to the classified server. Nobody can see it except for the maybe the 12 people or whatever, right. however many people saw it first. Uh-huh. So now we're dealing with them. There's a there's a practice within the White House to move these calls. Who knows? We've seen how he acts with Putin and other people. Could be fucking MBS. Could be fucking Erdogan, whatever. <laughs> that what the fuck? Now you're just punting this shit and putting in the vault to protect yourself, to shield yourself from accountability. This right. is fucking terrible. Mm. I mean, and this is also kind of upsets me too because there have been so many other terrible things happening. Uh, but so I guess many. sadly because we don't have laws that are saying like, hey, mistreating people and like, you know, trying to do like light genocide at the border is illegal. Mm. That this is the kind of shit we have to to use to like, you mm-hmm. know, uh, try and possibly hold him accountable. Talking some IRS Al Capone shit. Yeah. <laughs> and then we also find out, so also Bill Barr's ass is on the hook too, because uh, yeah. the DOJ failed to act twice when they got two criminal referrals about this shit. They're like, nah, it ain't, it's, it's good. About yeah. this specific about instance. About this call, yes. And then the whistleblower complaint, they're like, it's all good. We don't need to do nothing about it. Huh. My man is named, Trump is like, talk to Rudy Giuliani and Bill Barr. Right. Fucking all the time. Deal with these motherfuckers to do this shit. And then also another thing happened yesterday because the news is constant. Why did Trump throw Mike Pence under the bus? Okay, so I I had missed Ooh. this. Yeah. Amid, amid all the other news. Me too. What happened? Educate. During me. his fucking, you know, three hour jazz solo at the UN General Assembly, he literally goes, I think you should ask for Vice President Pence's conversation because he had a couple of conversations also. Oh. <gasps> What? And then he goes, <laughs> I could save you a lot of time. They were all perfect. Nothing was mentioned of any import or other uh-huh. than congratulations. My man. Right. This is the shit when it gets messy. You know, when like kids get in trouble, like in high school, like you think everyone has each other's back. One person gets in trouble <laughs> and they're like, I don't know. Maybe you should ask them what happened too. I don't yeah. Know. I don't right. know. I'm getting in trouble. Yeah. Because they didn't do anything also. But yeah. You should ask but them. But you should ask. And even if you right. did, they would be like, nothing happened. So therefore, off. I'm getting expelled. Huh? This is getting very yeah. Donnie Brasco. Yeah, it's like just, very like like the per- the criminals pointing a fig- fingers at right. Everybody's yeah. got Within guns the pointed house. at each other. Like yes, in, yes, like yes, a Mexican yes. standoff at yeah. the end of a uh, Reservoir Dogs. Mm, uh, yes. I it's, also I believe Trump 
threatened to have the whistleblower's source murdered uh, in a meeting with diplomats yesterday whose mouths are cool. presumably still agape. Uh, Trump seemed to... That is a reference to your last name. Agape. Agape. Thank or, you. Or the church. Agape. The church. Agape. Uh, Thank you. All, all part weird. of my name. Registered. <laughs> trademarked. Copyrighted. Uh, Trump <laughs> seemed to imply uh, that it's a shame he can't make certain things happen to people who are fucking up his shit. Uh, so I'm just going to read straight from the article Please. because it's so wild. President Trump on Thursday morning told a crowd of staff from the United States mission to the United Nations that he wants to know who provided information to a whistleblower about his phone call with the president of Ukraine saying uh, that whoever did so was, quote, close to a spy and that, quote, in the old days, spies were dealt with differently. Quote, I want to know who's the person who gave the whistleblower the information because that's close to a spy. You know what we used to do in the old days when we were smart with spies and treason, right? We used to handle it a little differently than we do now. What the fuck? Look, this is like you getting caught cheating and your girl's <laughs> like, motherfucker, you cheating. And then like, and then you go, who the fuck told you? How did you find out? Yeah. <clears throat> who told I should right. fuck them up. Right. Yeah. They spilling all my business. You fuck that fucking <laughs> right. rat ass mother. Hold on. You're cheating. Right. That's yeah. The, your way to redirect that shit real quick, right? Yeah, because it's not. He's not denying that shit. This is what it, this is what it looks like. It's not. That's completely untrue. It's like, yo, man, we got some rats in here. Yeah, trying to fucking hold me accountable. Y'all believe this shit? But yeah. I'm gonna call them spies. We <laughs> <Right. laughs> call them spies. Yeah, it, may, it gives me like little brother vibes. Yes. Yeah. Like yeah. when you're like you're just that you you're like your little brother throwing your other brother under the bus, taking you all down with me. Right. Uh, b- Basil lied though because he told me he wouldn't tell, so he's a liar. Right. So let's yeah. talk about yeah. that. No, here's the deal, Ma. You're all in the same conspiracy together. Yeah. Right. So um, yeah, it only gets it's only like it's it gets thicker and gooier and muckier every day. It's I don't so fucked up. It's like I don't. Yeah, like you said, like I don't know what to focus on. Yeah, I feel like like, I'm in a Circuit City, and and all the TVs are playing something different. Shout out to the Dead Brain Circuit (laughs) City. Uh, Rest in peace. I think that was 2009. It finally rest in peace. I remember because I had a Circuit City gift card that I could not use. Oh, are you serious? Yeah, I fucked up. That's fucked up. Play some Sarah McLaughlin right here. You blew it. (laughs) Service is state of the art. My ass. (laughs) That used to be the slogan, right? Yeah. Um. (laughs) So. Welcome to Circuit City, where service is state of the art. And the, yeah, the whole thing and was the a building plug. plugged. Yeah. yeah. Shout Somebody out to my old that shit. Uh, so yeah, and we talked yesterday about how his approval rating seemed to be going up. We we're speculating as to why that could be. Uh, Nate Silver finally like started writing about you know his analysis, and he's he didn't really acknowledge even that like slight blip upwards, but that has now kind of reversed itself it seems to be going down slightly um and he yeah we we don't know yet what what the overall uh approval rating is going to be uh we are going to check in with well well, we can't look at a poll a yougov poll that came out that said 55 percent of americans support impeachment if president trump did in fact push ukraine to investigate joe biden which in fact he did 
Right. So, I mean, that's 55% that's of America, America, 22% of Republicans strongly support impeachment, if that's true, which is interesting. Here's what I'm scared of, though, because the people who would answer to that poll are not the same people who elected him. Yeah, no, 100%. I mean, again, polls are, you know, there's the not people who elected him can't, rely can't read. I think so, the, the real the bigger th- concern is that I don't know who the fuck in the Senate right. is going to make that vote. There right. was a thing that a senator very candidly said, if the vote was secret, I got 30 motherfuckers on deck that Ooh, would vote to impeach. That's right. fun. But that's fun. That can't happen. Right. I wish it could. If that's what they need to do the fucking right thing. But at the same time, like you you need to also stand and be counted in these moments and make make your point clear. Don't hide behind you know ambiguity to, to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Spike right. Lee. I yeah. don't think the the only thing I'm scared of like I hope this works but I'm I I just feel like I feel like we're uh, it's a uh, nightmare on Elm Street 29 29 you know what I mean like we've had so many we know the killer comes back right in yeah. every fucking movie he really does and I mean his whole like this was a strategy releasing the transcript a lot of uh, Republicans were like what the fuck are you doing like why like you, you just released a transcript of you doing a crime like that would get you impeached if you were a normal politician. Uh, but Trump and like people inside his campaign, they just have this mentality that like, yeah, just rip it off, rip off the bandaid, get ahead of it. Like we're just admit you did the crime. And because you were so open about it, people like it's an active part of their strategy. Like they yeah. were they were watching the Nancy Pelosi speech announcing the impeachment and were like cheering and like happy because they thought that it was gonna backfire on the Democrats. But they did and I, but that's also his bluster, right? His bully shit, where he's like, You ain't gonna fucking punch you, motherfucker. Right. I'll crush you. So right. you get smacked in your mouth and you're crying. <laughs> right. And call yeah. for your mother. That's yeah. typical shit. Yeah. It's the I dare you. I dare you. Yes. And now we're and now people are starting to step to him. And look at the shit he's saying. Look, did anyone watch My Brother and Me on Nickelodeon? No, I know the show, but I did not watch it. It's a pivotal episode where they're like, "I know what you do. You confront your bully and you say, hit me." Right. Um, and of course, it's classic sitcom gold where he says, "Hit me," and he gets, gets his hit. ass beat up. <laughs> right, guys. My brother and me was great. Okay, All but right. there was funny thing too is a lot of the aides. Many people like Mnuchin and I feel like Pompeo, someone else told do not release the transcript. Right. Yeah. And some aides were. And when they did it, they were like some people instantly regretted it right after. They're like, oh, wait, no, we thought maybe this was the the move. It wasn't it. Right. Because, I mean, yeah, it's it seems kind of in keeping with them just having, you know, Trump's interpretation of that transcript is going to be totally different from Mm -hmm. everybody else's. All right. Well, we also want to check in with how the right is dealing with this overall, not just in polls, but kind of boots on the ground. What is being said on the right in terms of how they're dealing with this information? So let's let's check in with our man, Jared Holt from Right Wing Watch. This is somebody who his whole life's work uh, at the moment is based on monitoring the kinds of comings and goings on the far right. Uh, So who better to give us a little peek on what they're thinking? Jared, how are you doing, man? Hey, I'm doing all right. I feel like I'm certainly doing a lot better than some of the president's defenders online right now. That's <laughs> for damn sure. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like in the past, I feel like with the Russia stuff, there were there were parts of the, I guess, accusations that it was easy for the conservatives to sort of maneuver around and try and act like nothing was really going on, even though it stunk like shit. This time, it seems very aggressively bad, uh, objectively terrible. 
So yeah, like what 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 are what's what's the temperature on that side of the the aisle? Yeah, Miles, I think you're spot on. You know, like in the prior sort of news cycles we've had about this Russia investigation stuff, there were still enough questions that were left unanswered that there was enough room, I think, for uh, some of these right wing and like pro Trump people to be able to maneuver around and try to cast at least an amount of doubt on the whole thing that wasn't like uh, it was harder to disprove. But with this, we've got hard documents. We've got, you know, this whistleblower complaint. And it's, uh, yeah, it, it really seems like they're backed into a corner. Sort of the main rebuttal that you're hearing is like, well, this doesn't prove anything. Uh, but I feel like there's probably a lot of people voting in the House pretty soon uh, that would beg to differ. But are you seeing people in like in the section, the comment sections, the forums that you pay attention to who are saying, wow, the like this has convinced me. I, I was with him up to this point, but now... Uh, my mind has been changed <laughs> I because like <laughs> I, I really feel like, you know, Nate Silver uh, claimed that, re- you know, said reading the transcript and then looking at his Twitter feed took him back to the Yanni Laurel thing where it was like people <laughs> oh, were just hearing completely different things. <laughs> and like, I you know, the L.A. Times today was interviewing people in different cities across the country and there were a lot of Trump supporters who were like, you know, Trump getting elected was a revolution and the establishment was not ready for it and so they're going to do anything they can to take him down. Like I uh it seems like there are still people like a lot a lot of the people who have always supported him are going to find a way to keep doing that. Are you are you seeing that or have you seen evidence that there is like a tiny sliver that is breaking off now and being like, wow, this, I guess you guys were right all along. Yeah. So I have seen there is like a sliver of the right that is starting to sort of take a step back and be like, well, you know what? Let's be honest. This looks pretty fucking terrible Uh, but that sliver is uh, among a sliver of conservatives that have been you know less ardent supporters of the president among the president's you know devoted base it really is like this big allegation that you know this is just further proof that the deep state is working to undermine the president and you know what more proof do you need than a whistleblower you know, working inside the system with the media to destroy the president. Right. Um, and I think what's important to sort of understand here is that because of the rhetoric and conspiracy theories and that sort of thing that come out of, you know, Fox News and uh, out of the president's mouth and Twitter feed, that there, it's been going on long enough that there's almost like a different set of reality parameters that these people are operating under in which everything can get folded back into that uh you know general premise that's put out which is that the government the intelligent agencies the media see trump as an insurgent and are working diligently to undermine him and discredit him right yeah i mean there's going to be that base i i think people keep 
you know, wanting this to be Watergate. Wanting, you know, I think anyone who's recognized he's incredibly corrupt, he's probably more corrupt or at least far worse at corruption than Nixon uh, has had this idea that we're going to get some piece of evidence that's going to be irrefutable. But there, it's never going to be Watergate because if Watergate happened today, you know, a lot of the people, first of all, wouldn't read Woodward and Bernstein or they would think they were doing the bidding of like a globalist slash uh, Jewish conspiracy headed by George Soros. Like it's mm. we're dealing with people who are not going to go down without uh, hopefully not literally, but possibly literally a fight. Well, it's like it's like any fan base, right, where the object of your fandom or your obsession or whatever becomes intertwined with your own identity and you're unable to let's like look at like Woody Allen fans. Or like I R. Kelly was going to say Other Mel people, Gibson. Yeah. Anyone who is clearly like, yo, I'm if you look at what's out Chris there, this Brown. shit looks terrible. Oh, my. Exactly. Yeah. Chris Brown. But again, for, for people like that, it's like, well, if I put that away, then I'm putting part of myself away. Right. And I cannot. And that's a that's a jump that most people are not able to sort of engage in that level of self-awareness. Mm-hmm. So on the subconscious is saying, no, nah, ain't nothing wrong here because mm-hmm. then that would yeah, be something yeah. wrong with me. Tied up an ego. It's like right. cause once you have to once you have to uh, agree that there's something bigger than yourself. Right. <laughs> people hate that. So all, <laughs> the, all these people. Yeah. Need yeah. To yeah. Take I, I, I think the liberal dream is that like. Through facts and logic and mm-hmm. vigorous debate, oh, we're going to like bring all these people out of the void. But uh, unfortunately, as like cynical as it sounds, I feel like people who, you know, want to push back against all of this stuff are just going to have to like at some point count some people as lost causes and sort of hope that they come to their own at some point. Yeah. And I guess, I mean, there's still a portion of the conservative uh, base that thought that Nixon got railroaded by Watergate. So, I mean, it's not completely new. Um, but what are you hearing from uh, those people who are refusing to accept this reality? Like, are, what are they saying, like, they should do about this? Or what ha, are they saying that Trump's just going to figure out a way out of this? What What's going on in the fan fiction that they're creating around this? Well, I mean, thankfully, I don't have to imagine it too hard because the White House yesterday sent out a set of talking points right. uh, <laughs> to all, all of its defenders Right. Uh, that was also received by some Democrats in the House and then given out to the press. And they really have pretty much stuck to this. Uh, you know, the first bullet point on here is the nasty daily zeitgeist is making false claims about the call. <laughs> Disgusting, unfair, was right. never fair. Yes. Um, <laughs> the, <laughs> no, but, uh, you know, essentially claiming that the media got a hold or took a look or heard about this whistleblower complaint and made all these false claims of quid pro quo um, that the president said nothing improper on the call. Why would he release this uh, memo about the call if he had done something wrong? Uh, that the real scandal is the fake news about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that, you know, it's another example of the deep state destroying the country and that the whistleblower complaint was handled by the book. It's, uh, I mean... It sort of covers all the bases, and we haven't seen too much imagination really expand sure. 
beyond these points. Um, some stuff I have seen sort of crop up today is mentions of how the U.S. government and Ukraine have this working relationship where, you know, if we're looking at criminal stuff involving Ukraine, Ukraine helps us out and vice versa. We have these relationships with a lot of governments around the world, and right. it doesn't really like like it doesn't really work here. You kind of have to like willfully misunderstand exactly what those agreements mean to to sort of get on with it. But it really is, in my opinion, this concerted effort at multiple levels, everywhere from Fox News to f- fucking 4chan, to try to create some sort of alternate explanation of like why this is fine. It's it's that meme from years ago of that dog sitting in the house that's on fire drinking coffee saying right. this is fine. That that right, is the response. Fine. I mean, so there were clips during the when things looked particularly bleak for Trump during like the Mueller investigation and news kind of trickling out about that. I've heard Alex Jones talk about how like, you know, if you tried to remove Trump from the White House, there's going to be going to be bad for you because we are armed and you're not like are you seeing shit like that that's like that scares you at all you know anytime these circles start talking about you know a coup against the president um it sort of brings me back to literature i've studied and, and reports i've studied in my work about sovereign citizen movements and about sort of what sets them off um i you know, can't predict the future. I certainly hope that, you know, these people don't start, you know, very seriously considering violence in response to this. But I do think that it is not possible to rule it out as something that could happen, um, which is unfortunate to say. Yeah. I have a weird question. In a world where he does get impeached, let's say it's even towards, you know, it gets really close to election day, he gets impeached. Would Mike Pence become the primary person on the ticket or would like what would happen in that situation where he gets impeached and election days a couple months away or even less, who knows? Um, I'm not sure how that yeah. works for election stuff. But um, if he were to be impeached, um, if historical precedent is any indication, which it doesn't seem to be nowadays, but (laughs) (laughs) in theory, if we look at this, uh, he he would more likely resign uh, right before instead of going through an impeachment um, if it got to that point. And then uh, Mike Pence would be almost immediately sworn in as president. Uh Uh-huh. So yeah, I'm get, it's it's totally unprecedented to yeah, it's yeah. Fe- well, especially with this kind of timing too, right? Yeah, with with the election coming up, so it would be you know that they would be making it up as they went. Or if you're oh. if you're going off the liberal dreamscape, it's President Pelosi, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so it goes <laughs> when you sell those people on Twitter who are like, can you imagine? I'm like, no, I can't. <laughs> I cannot. Yeah, yeah. It's it's President Pelosi folding jewel pods into universal healthcare. <laughs> yeah, <and> exactly. <laughs> Getting very Guillermo del Toro, right, like, right. fantasy <laughs> mythical ending. <laughs> right, exactly. Well, thanks, Jared, for taking the time to uh, join us and give us a look into the bleak landscape that you report on. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's always a pleasure to join the Zeit Gang. Yeah. Oh, oh thanks, and Jared, man. where can people you know, find your work? Because it's all over the place. You're, you're available Twitter forum, podcast forum, written forum. Oh, yeah. Hit me up on Twitter, uh, Jared L. Holt got a podcast it's called shitpost uh and i write pretty much every day at rightwingwatch.org 
Awesome, man. Thanks so much. Thanks. All right. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. And we're back. And CNBC is reporting. Uh, they, they've been talking to some different high-dollar Democratic donors on Wall Street. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the big, you know, big-money Wall Street people who Hillary Clinton got donations from back in the day. And uh, when know, was that? The before time. The yeah, back in <laughs> oh okay before when the world was when history <laughs> was moving in a linear fashion. <laughs> right, right. When the right, earth right. was a sphere and right. not flat. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, but so they've been talking to them and found that the a widely shared opinion among Democrats, uh, Democratic quote donors, quote unquote, is that if Elizabeth Warren is the nominee. Uh, that they'll have to either sit this election out or support Donald Trump. Oh my God. Uh, the, a quote from one of these donors who wished to, uh, he's a senior private equity executive yeah, who spoke on the condition of anonymity and fear of retribution. That job title leader. should be money, money, financial right. money person. Money, financial guy. I will speak yeah. on the condition of bitch-assness. Right. <laughs> This uh, is a fucking wow. This quote is great. You're in a box because you're a Democrat and you're thinking, I want to help the party, but she's going to hurt me. So I'm going to help President Trump. Just I'm, please uh, keep in mind that these people are taught when they're talking about Warren trying to, quote, hurt them. They're talking about her marginally affecting their obscene, unethical levels of wealth. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're going. That's going to gonna hurt me. Back though. an authoritarian mm-hmm. racist in retribution for uh, the American system coming after you know at most half of their tens of millions of dollars that they earned and by manipulating numbers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's funny how they are just like, well, it's probably not going to be Bernie, right? So their focus now is completely on Elizabeth Warren because either one of them are coming to take the biggest bite out your ass, right? Um. And that's, man, this is so fucking upsetting. This and it's going to be also fun. let people know, right, to really underline what the dynamics are in this country. Right. It's not left or right. Right. It is fucking money versus no money. Right. Mm. Or it's hyper wealth versus people who versus are trying to create equ- yeah. equitable society. Yes. Right. Those are the dynamics. I know I'm, it gets obscured and we add all these other layers to shit to think it's not that, but it's. It's top versus bottom. Yeah. And these motherfuckers, they have all... <laughs> that doesn't work well yeah. in a gay bar. Um, <laughs> and we need to be power bottoms. Yeah. You know I mean? Fuck yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. And we need to rise the fuck up. But this is the thing. It's so disgusting to me. If this is, in fact, the case, I hope all of these motherfuckers are named and fucking shamed, dragged through the fucking mud, because yeah. they don't give a fuck about anything except themselves. And this is why we really, really need to get behind candidates who are going to actually speak this kind of truth to power because that's really what the fucking game is. Right. And they're mad because they're like, she's about to fucking expose the game. Right. We can't do that. Right. It was easier when we'd be like, man, we're, we got these, the, the tariffs are fucking people up or immigrant, whatever the fuck mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. And not, uh, you know, a handful of people who are just hoovering up the wealth and concentrating at the time. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, the fact that they're willing to go Trump over. Disgusting. Uh, because again, that shows you 
even the level of insulation these people have from reality, right? right? They probably don't know a single person who is probably struggling, a person of color, immigrant, LGBTQ, uh, any marginalized group. They are so yeah. probably the, the pains of these groups are so abstract to them. It doesn't matter. They're like, well, yeah. who do I put my, who do I, what, which uh, little box do I drop my check into? Yeah. Right. Because none of these people are real to me. Yeah. Or if they do, they're like, are you kidding me? Like, I treat my housekeeper really well. Right. Uh-huh. I helped her buy a house. Some, some, uh. <laughs> so I'll vote for Trump. Somebody who did like an analysis of the class system in America, which we uh, pretend doesn't exist, but totally exists, was saying that people like, you know, about the class level right above you and the class level below you. And then you think everything else is like fictional. Right, right, right. So like from TV. Right. So people who, you know, are in the middle class don't even realize that these people exist because they don't come into contact with these like hyper wealthy like well and that's the other thing because we have such like humans cities are re- segregated by not even race but by class too yeah mm-hmm. so you know if you live in fucking beverly hills elysium gonna, is real you've never seen somebody who maybe is struggling to pay their bills and needs an extension cord from their neighbor's house to like power a coffee pot to have warm water right. or something mm-hmm. like that like those that's real shit and yeah. i think this speaks to the heartlessness of this class of people and that's why i'm like yo i'm i'm all behind taking everything from these fucking people yeah because there are too many people who have nothing yeah yeah and and it's never been scarier uh and it's just like at this point it's either like share your one million dollars mm-hmm. <laughs> or the world's gonna blow up right right you yeah. know like what shit you, yeah what the fuck what do you like and it's i think it's just it's never been so clear and apparent that like they're just you, I, you. There's not that much you can do with that much more money. Yeah. Uh, psychologists have proven that like your happiness is not elevated past uh, a certain number yeah, it's of like figures. Yeah, like one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, what? What do you mean? What's they? They did a analysis where it's like if you make one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year, like any increase in wealth over that, like doesn't increase your happiness. Right. Oh, right. It just right. means the flex gets more obscene. Right. Because yeah. your fundamental needs are met. And there's right, right. at that point you're just like buying bigger Gulf streams, like. Right. I, it, but that doesn't. They, we have. We know as humans. That well, I need you one in gold, and I need one in platinum. Yeah. Right, <laughs> right for Sundays. Yeah. Uh, right. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's really fucked up. I wish I had a more articulate. You said it so articulately, but yeah, it's it's fucked. It's well, fucked. and again, yeah, to to see that kind of real. I mean, again, there's so many people who identify as maybe left or right or whatever, mm-hmm. but clearly it's it's top one percent or fuck you. Mm-hmm. Right. Money is really fucking us up lately. And like, I think just we as humans, like as mammals, we're like all about self-preservation. Mm-hmm. And because everything is so money driven, we see uh, we see that as self-preservation. So it's like it's easy um, to want to hold on to your fucking money. Right. Um, even but, if you couldn't even spend it at a rate that made sense. I, uh-huh. Right. Yeah. It's very strange. So I, I think that's why humans ultimately are so driven by that. Um, it's really scary, though. I feel like if... Well, no. I was going to come up with another one of my draconian solutions to class warfare, but I'm going to think about it a little more. Okay. I feel like if you want to keep your money, like you should be able... You should have to like fight three broke people for it. I like that. <laughs> I like that. And if you can get fucking... Like just brolic enough in the gym to fight Fuck three yeah. fucking people, then yeah, maybe you deserve to keep that money. Yeah, but that that <laughs> that my new gladiator sort shit. of uh, and that encourages like those uh, tech bro survivalists who are like, <laughs> right. uh, I got to you... be able to fight the three people to keep my wealth. No, for real, they're, it's very they're American like getting, psycho. Uh, right. They're getting LASIK eye surgery 
for to like prepare for the apocalypse because yes. they're like, well, my glasses might break, and they're like super armed. They're buying property mm, like on no, islands. There's, there's more rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, got yeah, like, like it's rules. like you get like one weapon that was made before 1900. No right. weapons, just fists. no weapons. Okay, fists. And, and the money we make from the Colosseum goes to fund national health care. It's yeah. got to be Eastern Promises style. Everyone's nude. Everyone's nude. Yes, <laughs> just that. Because then you'll get those people like, well, I don't want to do it. It's like, well, then that's a forfeit. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fine, just take my money. I don't want you to see my little dick. The, pur- <laughs> the purge is seeming more and more cool. Like, uh, well, yeah, I mean, but look at what happens when you have like even countries where the, you have such uh, such an imbalance between uh, like economic imbalance, like like wealthy people in Brazil. There's a class of people who are like, I have to take a helicopter. Right. Because if I drive on the street, someone will try and kidnap me. That's right. Yeah. I mean, it's. Wow. It's like, well, then, you know. That's what how f- even worse economic inequality looks like. Yeah, when someone sees somebody in a Benz and goes, "That's my paycheck." Right. Like yeah. I'm gonna fucking, I'll figure it out. I'll kidnap you and I'll get, I'll get what, I'll do what I need to do because this is where, this is what it's come to. Well, let's talk about a society that has it all figured out, folks. Mm-hmm. China. The Care Bears. Oh. China. Yeah, China. Uh, so the Chinese government has basically access to every one of the faces of the people who live inside their country, a picture of every one of their faces. They've ingested that into facial recognition algorithms, essentially. So they have the best facial recognition technology, period, because they've just they just have more iterations. They have more faces, more data, more data. And one of the ways they're using that is they've just uh, unveiled a 500 megapixel cloud camera system in China that they say is capable of capturing the facial details of each individual in a crowd of tens of thousands of people uh, and immediately uh, identifying them. Um, well, this is going to be weird. I just bought tickets to Shanghai. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, is weed illegal there? <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Speaking of the purge and weed, should we talk about what we learned yesterday that Milwaukee used to have a weed purge? <laughs> oh yeah, who did? They yeah. did? No, it was an anecdotal it was story an anec- about how there's. If was it Madison? Yeah, that there was one. Oh yeah, one city in Wisconsin, like where weed was legal for a day, and like oh, one it sounded of our, like a wives' tale. Yeah, ah. but one of our engineers said he used to go to it, like in the eighties. Right. Oh. Well, hey, look, Zeitgang, if you know the myth of the legal weed day in Wisconsin, let us know. Weed purge. I'll go. I want that yeah okay about faces right um well, yeah do we all just start wearing v for vendetta style masks like as a time yeah, yeah. or yeah. like how check mask i yeah. think because the hard part is right the shit that really gets you is the certain spacings between your eyes and things that you cannot fundamentally change even with plastic surgery right, right. so and i know at one point juggalo makeup was fucking up certain facial recognition systems but oh, that great but that wasn't the kind <laughs> yeah also, be I, I bet a I bet a fierce contouring job would also maybe <laughs> okay. fuck, fuck up the camera, right? But like aggressive, right? Yeah, because yeah. they're saying that's what the thing about the Juggalo makeup was doing. It was obscuring where the cheeks began, so like it couldn't quite find those points on your face, okay. right? But that was a system that isn't as refined as these other ones. It's like, now what's the distance between your eyes and this point in your mouth or whatever, like? You can't fucking change that shit. Unless Come on, we can all become open. drag queens. Yeah. Right. Or if you did like wild kimchi style makeup. Yeah. Right. Tell me you're going to find me with that. No yeah. way you're going to find me. I can but paint I know, my face be, to look like a dragon. You're that would be a viral me. video uh, or like an ex RuPaul's Drag Race challenge. Can your geesh get be so fierce that like a facial this. recognition system couldn't even clock you? Wait, I like this is a good mini challenge. Yeah. 
Uh, I love it. And There's then the also- maxi challenge is, um, oh, um, 1984, The House Down. <laughs> right. Can your fashion yeah. survive an Orwellian, Orwellian future? Right, right. <laughs> There's also the uh, like face screen things that let, make you look like you're riot control police. Oh yeah, uh, but they're like kind of fashionable in certain countries. Yeah, well, what's uh, like that? What was Homegirl's name who gave up the goods on Sterling at the Clippers? V. Stiviano. Yeah. Remember, she was rocking that mask. V. Stiviano. She was... kind of made that like a flex when it's like, ooh, controversy. Mm-hmm. Throw on the blast shield. Yeah. <laughs> It's terrifying. I mean, what can we do? What what choices do we have? I mean, I mean, insist gonna... on like actual laws to kind of give us some semblance of privacy. But I, I think, I mean, obviously the uh, <laughs> we'll see where that goes. Right? Democracy. Yeah. Demi- we gotta gotta save democracy. I mean, because these somehow. are all technologies that are eventually like sure. This is the thing. This is the subtle creep of this kind of fascism, right? Is on one hand you can be like, well, this is gonna help us keep. Be protected because we don't right. want wild motherfuckers out here. We can right. we can pick them out at Couturula when you go to the festival now, right. or we'll find people we find to be you know subversive personalities or something, and we'll just swoop you up because we're like, I think you were talking shit. So right. Listen, what were you saying again? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And all of us in this room, like we fundamentally expose ourselves extra mm-hmm. because we want to communicate oh, with. Yep. Right. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. No, I mean, that was fulsome fair. Yeah, that was exactly. its own thing. But like we we fundamentally want to expose ourselves because we want to connect with other people um, in the world. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Just even with simply with podcasts, you're like, I, I'm exposing myself because I want to connect right. with other people who are like minded, which means you're out there even more. Right. It's like, yeah. oh, well, you've created a dossier for us. Right. Yes. We love the Daily Zeitgeist, sir. I'm like, right. Come with us. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, oh, not shit. to think that this show's that important. They'll be I would love to... for that. That would be validation. That would be cool. If the police state nabs me up for subversive behavior. <laughs> They're going to be able to use our voices. Like, we have enough on wax. Oh, like, yeah. I mean, an hour long phone conversation gives you enough on wax. This but, is like... why it's good to just say wild shit all the time because right. you could be like, yo, my honor, my client. Says wild shit all the time. Right, mm. exactly. Like he talked about, he tried, he talked about rubbing broken glass on his ass. <laughs> in, Did in you? Prior episodes. Yeah, yeah, I think I said that. Wow. You know. Yeah. Got to keep him guessing. I hear ya. you. You know? got to confuse him. If gotta... I'm crying wolf all the time, you know what I mean? I like that. I mean, that's kind of Trump's strategy. Right? Oh. Oh no. Have you been Trump this whole time? <laughs> time? Yeah. Just take off my mask. Dig it. <laughs> what a reveal. All right. Well, speaking of rubbing broken glass on your ass uh, <laughs> let's talk really? real briefly really? about uh an upcoming boxing match that i would rather rub broken glass on my ass than <laughs> yeah again we're in watch. the continuing uh exaltation of our shittiest people uh we talked about how you know bagel boss guy chris morgan was gonna fight lenny dykstra lenny dykstra pulled out because he's trying to win a bigger case right. with the lapd um and they found a replacement in the form of dustin diamond aka screech, yeah. screech powers samuel powers uh, and then refed by Dwight Gooden. Um, For some reason. Who, I mean, hey, great Mets team. Yeah, great Great Mets, Mets team. team. A lot of One coke. of the greatest talents of all time. And Was that whole World Series side powered by cocaine? Yeah. Oh, yeah. hell yeah, man. Wow. And so was Dwight, Dwight Gooden, Gooden is, a, is from the New York Mets. Doc, Dwight Doc Gooden. Dwight Doc Gooden was, okay. a, I think he was a rookie in 86 and just like incredible fastball pitcher who was... Just flying, okay, uh, for a lot of his rookie season, I think. And he's gonna kick Dustin Diamond's ass, or he's refing. He's, he's refing. refing. It's just a weird added level. I think yeah. they're doing that because it's such a New York thing. Mm. Like Dwight Gooden oh, isn't gonna right. pull numbers in Vegas or LA. 
New mm. York, they were like weird Mets fans. They were like, right, right. hey, fuck, let's go see Doc Gooden ref right. this match wow. between the guy, the shame of Suffolk County, Long Island. <laughs> and then who's kicking Justin Diamond's ass because he's surely going to die? The Bagel Boss guy. The Bagel Remember Boss. Remember him right. from Twitter? The Vaguely. short guy who was like, you're not my dad or my God or my boss. And, what? and he, he was really yelling mad at women who was saying like, they say they, I should die because I'm short. <laughs> on these dating apps and people are like my man who's who the fuck told you that he's like all women and then this dude just bodies him right that's how the video clip ends where he's like you he's literally like five three or something and uh -huh. this big dude's like yo you need to calm the fuck down like stop talking to these people crazy and he's like what are you gonna do the dude shows him what he's gonna do and puts his ass on the ground and right. then he became like famous for being this toxic mini misogynist whoa right. yeah napoleon wow. complex yeah not at all know. and incel you know uh -huh. Blaming everyone, like, you know, I couldn't believe no one was attracted to your personality of screaming at a right. bagel shop because, <laughs> right. you, because right. a, someone behind the counter snickered at you don't know what, right? yeah. but because your narcissism has met, put your worldviews like, well, everything's about me. Right? Yeah. Uh, shit. Well, Mono, it's been a pleasure having you, man. Yeah. Oh, my God. Thanks for having this me. This was a lot of fun. Let me know what, what other disparaging comments I can say about Dustin Diamond, because I do think he's a disgusting loser. Yeah. yeah. Well, what was the last thing? That's why we're porn, ending right I now, think. because we, we do not accept that sort porn. of he was about porn. Dustin Diamond. And they're rebooting SABTC, mm -hmm. uh, which I added some letters to. Uh, but they're <laughs> rebooting that, so that'll be interesting to see how he tries to sneak his way into that. Well, I, so S -B -T -B. far, it's just Bert, Elizabeth, it's Jesse... And AC Slater, right? Who are confirmed, right? Confirmed. But we do know that Zach Morris will be the governor of California, according to the, the weird logline stuff. Oh, I can't wait. Them. That's so confusing. That's very confusing. But I live for uh, Mark Paul Gossler. Maybe it's like a Spin City style thing. Oh. Was the mayor ever in, or the governor, or whoever the politician was? Was he in the show on Spin City? I have no idea. Oh, I don't or was know. it just about? Isn't that funny that that was like a fun, charming job you could have was like spinning the news. Uh, back in the uh, professional liar. Right. It's back when Nazis were like. Yeah. Like silly again. Yeah. Like it's disgusting. Like, but we were like, oh, remember that? And they now they're bad fucking guys back. In video games. If you exactly. didn't want to make them supernatural. Exactly. You just do like uh, Nazis, I guess. Right. It was uh, seen as in the past. Yes. Jesus uh, Christ. Mono, okay, thanks for people, having me. Where can people find you? You can find me at my name on social media, at Mono Agapian. Okay. Uh, M-A-N-O-A-G-A-P-I-O-N. Woo! And um, you can listen to my podcast on HeadGum called Drag Her. Uh, I talk about RuPaul's Drag Race. It's a really good time. We're about to talk about the UK Drag mm -hmm. Race, which I'm excited about. That's Are they coming out. Mm. I don't know yet. Uh, okay. Well, I've I've been there, I've seen some drag there. I know there's more singing in in uh They have more UK. classical training. Probably. Truly. Yeah. Yeah, they sing more than they lip sync and um I know the look is a little less important than it is here. But we'll see. Maybe they'll prove mm -hmm. us wrong or right on that. Mm -hmm. Um really excited right. about that. And crazily, I have another podcast on Patreon um called We Love Trash. Mm. Um, listen to that. Find what's, us there. What's the premise there? We love we we talk about all things trash, food, trash. reality TV, mm -hmm. bad movies, mm -hmm. weird celebrities, hot guys, <laughs> all the trash. Hot love historical trash. Uh, figures who created psychology tests. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and my drag podcast is with Nicole Byer, and my trash podcast is with Betsy damn. Sodaro. Hell yeah. They're both angels and perfect. Um, so hitters. find me there. Truly. Yeah. So uh, find me there. Is there a tweet you've been enjoying? Oh, yes. Yeah, bitch. Oh, yes. Let's see. <laughs> Let's see. Someone. That one you showed me. Yes. It was from B Had Dad. Let's see. B H A D D H A D. 
D. <laughs> it's so stupid. It's I think the caption reads, Mrs. Potato Head, Ayo, where my eyes go. And then Okay, the <laughs> the video says Andy's mom in her room. This is the only important part. It's a woman with a gigantic ass who has stuck giant googly eyes upon her ass and is twerking and jiggling about, and it is heaven. The, it each is. cheek has one googly eye, and she's making it clap so the eyes are truly... But, like, doing... very large googly eyes. Very, very. I don't know where you even get googly yeah. eyes that big. Supersized. I wonder if she made them. Like, you she's so about her art. She's like, eyes. I actually had to fabricate these myself. Shout out to Casper Baby it's Pants. Mesmerizing. What? Huh? What? It's Casper Ooh. Baby Pants. What? what? No, don't, don't Is that worry a about stealth that. Ad? No, that's the, that's the artist uh, who recorded googly eyes. Oh. Uh, the children's song. Oh. Um, it's wonderful, mesmerizing. You gotta find it. Yes. I, yeah. I'm I'm blown away. I've never seen something so sexual and stupid at the same time. <laughs> right. <laughs> Miles, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me and follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Miles of Gray. Um, let's see, a tweet that I like. Uh, this one's from Reductress. Classical, just great one-liner. Why I don't masturbate until 10 p.m. Like the Europeans. <laughs> <laughs> great. <laughs> Oh, hold on. One more, too, from Reductress, because it's actually very relevant. Quiz. Which succession character are you ah. terrified to find yourself rooting for? Ah. <laughs> terrified. That's, that's really funny. Good. Yeah, that's real. Um, at Drill tweeted, my billionaire friend smoking in an alleyway with leather jackets oh, yeah. and slick back hair trying to peer pressure me into doing pedophile sex. What? <laughs> and Jessica Pilot tweeted, I would describe the fashion in LA as people in their 30s and 40s dressing like the children they don't have. Oh, uh, yes. You can oh find me God. on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as the song we ride out on Miles West High School. Okay, so this is a track from Mick Jenkins, the MC, but it's featuring, he's being backed by the great Canadian... Uh, new jazz crew, bad, bad, not good. This one's called Smoking Song. Oh, yeah, this song's dope. So you know what I mean? Get smoking uh, legally, you know, or cigarettes. Get smoking if you're an like, adult. <laughs> like the mask. Whatever, yeah. Smoke. Oh hell yeah. You know what I mean? Oh. Uh, shout out to Stanley Ipkiss. Alrighty then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that mask line? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, do not go in there. <laughs> Doing Jim Carrey lines in like a real Hey, do not go way. in there, huh? <laughs> Woo. Woo. Uh, the Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That's going to do it for today. We will be back on Monday. You guys have a great weekend. Yeah. Uh, try not to die from the onslaught of news that will <laughs> surely be coming down <laughs> on all of Ignore all news and then, you know, wake yeah, up just with some us to, with folders in your cup. <laughs> Hashtag ass. Storms are brewing. Can I ask you a few questions? I'm done erasing my way. You know I came just to smoke. Back was a thing of the past now Papers I sprinkled the hash now Would crumble if I couldn't concentrate 
Shattered perceptions, I got the jewels And that shit ain't never from concentrate Got through security with contraband I'm on my door like underlay Step in the spot and they eyeing me Corny is snatching a pie, mate Cotton mouth to get you soon enough Wake up and